Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. This is Season 5, Episode 35, Understanding Human Design Types. Is the narcissist a manifester or generator? Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional help. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know. I'm just so confused. I love him, but I don't know if I can live without him or in this toxic cycle. I know, I felt the same way. You will get stronger every day with time and you will see you are free from their toxic cycle and it'll feel so good. You know what would help? No, what? I think talking to a professional therapist could really help. Well, therapy, I I don't know. I will just be judged and told that I'm crazy. Are you sure? Well, in my experience, that was not the case. I was not judged at all. And matter of fact, she was able to show me that I was actually being abused and that I wasn't going crazy and that all of my doubts and fears were validated. And if you've had a bad experience with the therapist before, you know, there is a thing called therapist shopping. And BetterHelp has a number of therapists, and it's convenient and online. You can just meet with them in your pajamas in your home. Oh, really? Are they expensive? As a matter of fact, it's professional, it's affordable, it's convenient and effective. You can say you can join over 3.7 million people who've decided to get help and get happy with BetterHelp today. And you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. Thank you, my friend. I feel better already. I'm glad we could meet up. Me too. The link is in the show notes. You know, manifestors are very powerful beings. And generators are also a force to be reckoned with with their sacral energy. So when these two clash together, it can create fireworks in a bad way. I'm going to be referencing my notes for this session today because Neptune is aspecting so many of my planets, especially actual Neptune in my mutable sign Sagittarius, because what's happening in the stars and the astro atmosphere and the energy atmosphere, I just wanted to preface that. Usually I'm a very spot on Virgo. I have all of this knowledge in my mind and it's cohesive. I'm just feeling the tides of the ocean kind of blurring the lines of my knowledge and what I should be presenting. So just giving that preface there. And maybe you're feeling the same thing. So don't worry, be easy on yourself and let's just ride the tides of the energy this week. It's going to feel very much like a Mercury retrograde. So don't have high expectations of anybody or any clarity or any really exacting processes. So today we're going to be talking about the manifester versus the generator. And first we're going to go over what the type's attributes are and a refresher again on the generator, just in case you missed it. 
the last couple Tuesdays, I have covered the generator with the projector and the generator with the manifesting generator. And mainly because the generator and manifesting generator are the majority of us. So typically you're going to be interacting with a generator type, whether whatever type you are. So the manifester forced to be reckoned with, they are here as initiating bodies. They are what we call a non-sacral being because they have an undefined sacral center. It is white. So when they are around and in the aura of a defined sacral center, they magnify that energy and they actually appear to have more energy than the generator because they're amplifying it and they get the work done quickly and fast. And so in a classroom setting, let's say, for instance, that manifest child is going to be like, zoop, 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 da, 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 and then be like hand raised first, done. They've got it done and kind of leaving everyone in the dust. But don't be fooled. They can't do that all day long. They're just getting bursts of energy because they're amplifying that from the sacral beings. The strengths of a manifester are energetic. They're driven. They're powerful. They're influential. They're successful. They're impulsive. And they're mysterious. I'm just going to give an example of a manifester who is in their highest energy and a manifester who is in their lowest energy. So we'll start with the lowest, most negative energy of the manifester, and that is Vladimir Putin. You can definitely see in the descriptions, he is impulsive, he is mysterious, and he is powerful. He seems to be pretty successful, uh, but he is bowling over the freedoms of others. Now, the highest form of manifester, Frida Kahlo. Frida was the famous artist who painted those beautiful paintings of the flowers representing the female body parts. Jennifer Aniston is a manifester. Adele is a manifester, really living into their energy, highest bringing bringing the highest frequencies of beauty, you know, whatever their main theme is, because then we have incarnation cross themes, beauty of joy, of messages, of performance, of their vocal power. So we have some beautiful examples of a manifester type there. The manifester's weakness is they get angry and irritable, which is their not self theme. Again, the not self theme is when you're out of alignment with your soul, you're not living according to your strategy, and all the energies are kind of blocked, and you're unconscious, i.e. toxic, is anger. So the angry, irritable, self-absorbed, maybe a narcissist, not a team player, They're because they have so much energy and they don't like to wait, they're not very good at being patient to bring the whole team together, they just go do things on their own because they can, and they have the power, and they have the impulse, and they have the drive, and the initiating, they have the initiating power, and they're impatient, like I said, and they're secretive. They're secretive because they've been conditioned to be safe, to wait, to not charge forward because it's too dangerous, it's too scary. Um, a manifester child could easily go out into the woods and survive and, you know, have that that bravery and that initiation. But the parent, of course, is going to fear for the child's life, not knowing any of this, and nor should a child be in the 
the woods alone. But you know what I mean? Like it's the mindset against the other mindset. And so the parent has conditioned them to be safe, play it safe, be safe, tone it down. So secrecy is definitely something that they've learned to do to be able to get away with what they want to do. Because in their head, they're like, I can do it. I'm strong. Like, stop holding me back. So the strategy with a manifester is to inform and then no one will hold you back. They will support you. They will gather around you and they will be like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's work together as a team and let's get it all happening. So you need to be patient in order to be able to just pause for a moment and inform people of what you have an inspiration to do, of what you want to initiate. And a team will come around you and help you because if you just initiate on your own, your sacral energy will not be sustainable to make it last. So you may start lots of projects, but have a lot of unfinished projects as well. And in order to have that project finish and go through to fruition, you need to include the sacral beings of the world, which are the generators and the manifesting generators, in order to help you accomplish those goals and to fulfill that project that you have such a beautiful inspiration on. Now let's cover again the recap on the generator type. So that way we know full well what we're dealing with. The generator type is again a sacral being. I keep mentioning that. They have a defined sacral center, that square just above the bottom square, which is red. That gives the to do the doing energy, the reproduction, the the machine-like energy to do, redo, rinse and repeat, kind of like a factory line. That is the defined red uh, um, sacral centers talent. And so the strengths of the generator are they are energetic. You have with those kiddos, you have to even yourself, you have to exercise. You have to get all your work done and exercise in one day just so you can exhaust your energy reserve so you can sleep peacefully at night. Uh, the other strength of a generator, and this also applies for the manifesting generator, which has pretty much that sacral being type of um, body. The generator's strengths are masters of their work, sustainable energy, and self-aware. The biggest caveat between the manifesting generator and the generator is the manifesting generator can do many things at once, where the generator is best to hone in on one task at a time. So the not-self theme or the weaknesses, the unconscious toxic behavior from a generator is frustration. They often get frustrated, maybe throw fits because they just can't get something done right and they have something perfect in their mind. It could also be you're frustrated with somebody else around you who's not maybe going according to your agenda. They quit too soon, right? The higher vibration is your patient and you haven't mastered it yet, and you keep working and working to master it, the lower vibration is, I can't do it the first time, so I'm quitting. I can't do it the third time. I guess I'm not good at this. I'm going to quit versus sticking with it with a growth mindset. The other weakness is generators can't just make it happen. We always think, oh, I have this great idea. I'm speaking from my own personal experience as a generator. I really want to do this. You have an inspiration. Although it takes 
is, let's say about hosting an event, it takes initiating power to really get that moving forward. And as a generator, we have responding power, not initiating power. So we can't just make it happen. We have to pull a team together of initiators around us to be able to get this done. And you can feel stuck as a generator. I feel frustrated kind of victim mode, clashing against the manifestor's anger and frustration and impatience with someone who may be trying to master their work or they're stuck, they're a victim. And so you can kind of see how this can become. Now, there are two sides to both coins. So a narcissist is not any of these types. NPD is just that mental health that there is that unhealthy coping mechanism of grandiose ideation. Uh, so it can apply to any type, but we'll just give some examples. So a generator who is a narcissist is going to always darvo. They're always going to be taking on that victim mentality of they're stuck. They can't do anything. They can't accomplish anything. They're quitting their job here. They're very flaky with their jobs. So you're the one providing the consistent income because they're always quitting, let's say. They're always frustrated. You can never please them. These are very classic signs of a narcissist, but in the theme of the generator, it's going to be more frustration than anger. Now, in the manifester, it's going to come out as anger. So with the manifester, it's going to come out more like anger. So it's going to be a lot more maybe violence, a lot more yelling, a lot more throwing. They're self-absorbed, so they're not thinking about you at all. Obviously, all narcissists are like that, but they're also going to have zero empathy. They're going to go off and do things on their own. They're not going to include you as a partner. They're not a team player. They're impatient, very secretive. So that manifester narcissist is going to have a lot more secrets. Of course, the generator narcissist will also have secrets, but let's say they'll have a lot more secrets because they're just very secretive. That's their nature. In the weakness, right? We all have this weakness or this toxic behavior that's part of our ego and the animal brain. And it's our job to have that growth mindset, to shift out of that into the higher consciousness and to be able to be a lot more self-aware. And so this is why I love human design. It helps us know specifically, where should I be more self-aware? Before I share this clip from our previous guest on the podcast, let's dive into a quick commercial break. When you search empath and the narcissist on Amazon for materials to read, what do you find? A whole bunch of pages full of the same title, um, empath and the narcissist. Hmm. So how do you determine which book is the one to read? Well, that's up to you. But all I can tell you about my book is it shares snippets of my story of how I didn't always exude confidence. I didn't always have the peace of mind. On the contrary, I emitted a sense of insecurity that was palpable. I people pleased everyone at the expense of my own health. I hated myself and I lashed out when I couldn't take it anymore. And in my book, I relate to you, dear empath, so you can read the words and know that you're not alone. That is the main goal of the book. The second goal of my book is to give you tools that I use to find my strength, to leave the narcissist, and to heal and be on the complete other side of the dark abyss. I am meant to be here on earth to help you heal and transform from your trauma, from being a survivor to a thriver. You gain healing exercises at the end of each chapter 
It's a guidebook to heal your childhood trauma. It has effective somatic healing exercises. It has astrology and how to understand and know your true authentic self with a human design chapter, giving you a brief overview of the human design 101. If you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then scroll up and click the link in the show notes to listen on Audible or buy your hard copy or paperback on Amazon today. And by the time you get to the end of the book, you're going to be wondering, what exactly does my human design chart say about me? Grab your human design unique blueprint reading on a call with me to help you identify how magnificent you are and how unique your energetic blueprint is here and how much you are needed for your impact that in the link in the show notes at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. I don't know about you, but surviving narcissistic abuse has done a number on my nervous system, anxiety, digestive system, and even getting good sleep. Being an absorbent, highly sensitive person, my muscle tension from repressed anxiety, irritability, and overwhelm are always a constant struggle and all are side effects of trapped negative emotions in your body. This is why I take Become. I get relief, ease of my digestion, and a deep night's sleep with their research-backed supplements. And you can also, dear empath, you will feel a reduction in anxiety within one week of using Become. Try it now to gain relief of your anxiety and to sleep deeply and regain your calm. There are three pills in each pack. I take two at night for a good night's sleep and the last one with my cup of coffee in the morning for a boost of energy. Try it now to gain relief of your anxiety and to sleep deeply and regain your calm. Use code RAVEN30 for 30% off your first full month at joinbecome.co. The link is in the show notes. Share with you a, a bit of a clip from her carousel from a post from one of our guests on episode 117 in season four, how human design helps you after narcissistic abuse with Holly Marie. Learn about the power of the human design system to help you change your life. She is a manifester and she came onto the podcast a while back. You can listen back to that. I'll link it into the show notes. And she has the Instagram handle, the manifester community. She's a businesswoman. She is amazingly powerful. And so she shares just about like how being a manifester in this world can be a bit awkward sometimes and rough because remember, let's go through our percentages of the different types in the world. The generator is 37%. The manifesting generator is 33%. A manifester is only 8% of the population while the projector is 20% and the reflector is 2%. So with the manifester the aura is a closed off aura whereas the generator's aura is more of a warm fuzzy puppy dog i'm always here for you aura the projector's aura is probing and the manifesting generator's aura is also the puppy dog warm golden like come share with me all of your deep secrets i'm here to hold you and cuddle you and the reflector's aura is very moon and reflective so here we have, as the manifester, your aura doesn't repel people because they dislike you. It's a closed off aura that the manifester has. It just keeps out the noise and opinions of others. We all wish we had that manifester's aura. The 
generators aura is much more open because we need to be able to respond to things coming in, but we need to tune into our strategy and our intuition, our inner authority to know which to respond to, yes or no. However, with a manifester, their strategy is to inform. So any manifester who is truly initiating and in their power will tell you, we repel people. People are triggered by us. They're threatened by us and can deeply hate us without cause. And this can even be a high vibe manifester, right? But if we're kind of interacting with each other in this low vibe toxic, things always go awry. But they aren't responding to who you are or the value you offer as a person. They are responding to their own energy being triggered and then projecting that on you as a manifester, which happens to all of us, especially with the narcissist. Your aura is protective and it seeks to keep those projections out of your way by simply repelling people before they even really know why. So it isn't you, manifester. They just aren't ready for your energy yet. And your aura knows that. That's the beauty of really tuning into our energies and our auras. So how do we fix this clash? How do we figure out how we can get along? You know, instead of blaming and shaming and being impatient and going off and doing our own thing and discarding and avoiding our partner, how can we work as a team? Again, knowing the strategies helps you know the pieces of the puzzle and how you fit together. So the manifester is that initiator and the generator is there to come alongside and support that manifester. You know, the power struggle comes in with a manifester can amplify the energy of the sacral being in the sacral center and do more work than the average person, like I mentioned. But because manifestors do not have sustainable energy, others may feel frustrated with their apparent laziness once their initial energy burst peters out. Of course, the generator is going to think that they're lazy because the generator is the energizer bunny. You can go and go and never really peter out. Only when it's time for bed are you petering out because you did the right thing by exhausting your energy stores. But remember, manifestors are not here to work. They are here to initiate. Just because manifestors can initiate activity, one must not assume that a manifestor can work long hours doing physical labor or other types of the daily grind type of work. The manifestor's health needs breaks as a manifestor. You need time to discharge excess energy out of your system. So if you're always being surrounded or attached codependently with a partner and you don't have time to discharge, things are going to go awry. You're going to feel really burnt out. So it's not uncommon for the manifester and projectors, probably even reflectors because they all have the open sacral, to suffer from insomnia or wakefulness at night. Because manifestors do not have a defined sacral center, they are not designed to be worn out at the end of the day, and they need to lie down and relax before they can fall asleep. So alone time, reading a book, this means that the manifestors get healthy sleep when they go to bed before they are tired. If a non-sacral person waits until they are exhausted to go to sleep, then the quality of their sleep may be poor. So some affirmations for both of you. I'm just going to close out here because this is where the conscious awareness comes in, is knowing your strategy. Manifestors, again, I will repeat, your strategy is to be patient and inform of your idea that you're going to initiate on. 
the generator, your strategy is to wait to respond. I mean, in a beautiful, high vibe, symbiotic relationship, these two are phenomenal because you just get to wait to respond when the other one's informing and you guys can really jive and become amazing. The affirmations for the manifester is I am a powerful being. I do not have to wait to exert my power. I make note of all the people who will be impacted by my actions and inform them about my actions. They do not have to like what I do or even agree to help me. And their resistance does not mean that I have to stop my actions. That's really important to really tune into because I'm sure you were conditioned as a child to stop because the resistance was for your own good. My actions give others things to respond to. By giving others things to respond to, I am taking my place in the natural order of creation. I always attract the right people who will support my creative flow. This is all such beautiful information. And I, I pull all my information from Karen Curry, Understanding Human Design and the book, and from my own personal experiences. And to affirm you, Generator, to elevate your vibration and empower you to not be bullied, pushed over by the manifester, and to not step into things that you are not called to do because you think you can just do it, which our society teaches us that we can do. I trust in the infinite abundance of the universe, and I wait for what is right for me to show up. I am perfectly designed to do the work that is right for me. When I'm doing the right work, I am enlivened and energized. Amen to that. I always know what to do. I trust my sacral response and go with my gut. I have to use my energy every day. I am an energy being with sustainable energy. biggest thing that we can do for ourselves is self-care, taking time out in nature, especially if you're a non-sacral. But I also find it if I have an open root as a sacral being, I need to get out in nature to ground myself and to release the stress and the nerves of my adrenals, always having to prove myself and always having to do things before the right timing. So I think each and every one of us needs to take time to self-care, take time to reflect develop a growth mindset for ourselves, and to know, just be aware that a clash within a relationship, first evaluate if it is because you're both acting out of your not self, and then evaluate if the other person is willing to be open and change, then amazing. You can have a conversation and work on the relationship. If there's constant blame and shame and not willingness to change their actions, even though they're promising then you are dealing with a mental illness, uh, aka NPD, and you will need to find a way to protect yourself and to get out from that relationship and to get out of that toxic cycle. So with greater awareness, we're able to know truly how to live according to our life strategy and our inner authority and to live a life of our dreams. We all can live like heaven on earth versus hell on earth. It's really a matter of our choices. 
Do we choose to be treated all the time like we are worth nothing and always be blamed for everything and take responsibility like a sponge for all the things that they're doing wrong? Are we going to stand in our power and you're going to rise up and you're going to say no more? This relationship is a two-way street. And if you can't take your, the responsibility on your end and change their actions this way or that way, then we need to be done. Then I am done. <laughs> I am done with this. And life is too short to be putting up with this and continuing to hope and hope that you'll change. Change happens in actions. And with a person who's ready to change, it can happen within a day. So waiting weeks, waiting months on end, it's not the right solution. And all of us, we're not going to change if we're comfortable. Change happens in the discomfort. So taking that break from somebody, even if they aren't narcissists and they're just kind of stubborn, taking a break from them and making that feel uncomfortable will be a jolt of awakening. It's all about the boundaries, what you're tolerating, what you can put up with in your life, and to visualize yourself in a relationship, in a life that feels good to you, that feels warm and supportive. This is how we manifest is by feeling into what we envision and then surrendering up to the universe, the, the outcome. Because when we hold on tight to the narcissist, the outcome will never be that they change. If you want a personal help in gaining clarity, your authentic power back, and healing to be rid of the narcissist for good, join our empath community. You receive weekly inspiration and strategies to heal from narc abuse and understand your unique human design energy blueprint. And as soon as you're in, I'll gift you your human design reading with your type, strategy, and inner authority. So join now and get your eating within 24 hours. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast. If you are enjoying it, take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just wanna make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes, embrace the blast. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta believe. There's something that'll give you relief. There's something that'll have what you need. What you need We're broken, it's tragic We're not all elastic But maybe there's magic